0: The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation. And Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las
1: Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews. We're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Holton. Welcome back. It's time for the home stretch here on Silver and Black Today, the Tuesday edition Mo Moten, he's national NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. Also the Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com. You can follow him, converse with him, tease him on his food takes at Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N on Twitter. I am at LV Gully on Twitter, Scott Gobranson, your co-host. And you can also follow the show at SNB today. We are also, myself and the show are now so also on threads. Mo's not there yet. He's a one-channel guy. Right, Mo?
0: It Just a side note about Threads. A lot of people have asked me, are you going to be on Threads? Are you going to be <laughs> on Threads? I, I just feel like Threads was um, you know, one of those emotional... It took advantage of a lot of people's emotions. People were, uh, are I upset, were upset with Elon Musk and the rate limit that he put yeah. on Twitter. So a lot of people were like, oh, screw this. I'm going to go to another platform. But trust me, by the time the NFL season rolls around, a lot of those people may still have their thread accounts, but they're going to yeah. flock back to Twitter because Twitter right now is is is, is pro, it's it's one of the primary it's it's the social media platform. And now that yeah. Elon has rolled out payments for creators on the platform, yeah, you know, people are not only going to flock back to Twitter, but they're going to get that blue check and they're going to try to capitalize on it. I'm one of those people. I'm going to have a, disclaimer. I'm going to have a blue check soon. It's going to happen soon. You know, because, yeah. I, I, you know, people grift off my tweets all the time. So why not? Why not? Why not make money off off these tweets? I, I'm not yeah. above making an extra dollar if I can. And other people yeah. are going to hear us say, oh, Mo's a hustler. I'm from New York City. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> I'm from an area where all we do is hustle. So I, I have no problems paying what is it eight dollars a month $8. for a blue check i know people yeah. have pointed the finger and laughed at people for doing that but if you're making extra dollars i i don't see the problem in doing that because i don't prefer anyone for making money how they can
1: well it's and it's a it's it's a feature set by the way mo will be out on the street here in a couple hours doing three cards so make sure you check him out um <laughs> for those of you who've been not been to new york or understand new york you might not get the joke but anyway um we we look at products and you have to derive whether or not you see value in it. So those of us who are content creators, the eight dollars for not only to your point about about being able to create content, but the fact that we can also edit things that we can, we get more reports, we understand usage. It depends if you're willing to pay for it. If you don't see the value, then you shouldn't pay eight dollars a month. What was right. interesting is the clout stuff was when when Twitter went to the eight dollars. I'll never because the the. The legacy checkmark people, which you and I both were, we both had the blue yeah. check mark that had to be verified before all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when that went away, a lot of those same people, well, how are you gonna know if it's really me and it's all this and it's not you pay the eight dollars? <laughs> and it's like it's really funny with social media, little, little, little soapbox here. Let me let me put on my my, my megaphone. <laughs> my <laughs> soapbox. Oh, sorry. Um, it was <laughs> it, it was <laughs> it was this which is we all use this stuff for free because they needed to get users so they could build a database and sell all our data to everybody. So that's why they made it free. So now as these businesses mature and they want to offer feature sets and they run into headwinds and they need like Twitter's obviously having trouble financially, they need revenue. You don't make, you don't make money or you don't survive unless you make money. So they're doing this. And I just found it very disingenuous of a lot of people. Well, I'm never paying for this. And by the way, some of them have, because I've seen it. I'm not going to rub it in anybody's face. I'm just saying it's happened. Secondarily is the political view. So Elon Musk, by many, is viewed to, to lean a specific, specific direction. People are talking about hate speech on Twitter. Hate speech exists. I don't. You cannot get rid of it. It's never going away. I'm not saying you support it. I'm just saying it happens. By the way, you see hate speech already on threads. Just saying. Not only that, but threads yesterday, Mo, rate limit. So, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's being used. So, so again, guys, you, you can shift around and do all that stuff. And I'm not saying that you have to stay on Twitter. I'm just saying that, again, the market dictates what people will do and what people will pay and what businesses will do. So, again, it's actually a very good analogy with what we were talking yeah. about the last two segments. Yeah. Um, but, Mo, this whole thing with Josh Jacobs, a lot of folks – are talking about, and you've talked about many times, and and I agree, Josh Jacobs has emerged as a fine young leader in this locker room, especially last year as we started to see the transition away from Derek Carr. And um, the Raiders are rebuilding, so having leadership, having the locker room in a good spot, everybody buying in and believing is very important. A lot of folks are making, uh, I think, a, a big deal about the locker room issue. Well, Josh Jacobs, he didn't get his money. But again, I think that that's an emotional response. Could it have impact? It could, and I want to get your take on that. But also, all of these guys know it's a business. And while they might be great friends with Josh Jacobs and believe him in as a leader, I'm sure they know he'll be there for the start of the season. I I believe he will be, you do. So I don't think it's an issue right now. Now, if something else were to go on, and uh, something happens with Josh Jacobs and the team, or there's some discord. That's fine, but but I think people forget that NFL players have agents. NFL players understand the business. Josh Jacobs, by the way, for being a young guy, is a very savvy player from a business perspective. Yes, his social media. I think sometimes he's too emotional there, but that's just me, and I, I'm not begrudging him. That's just my observation. Um, But, Mo, it's a business decision. I think players can compartmentalize that unless things get ugly, and I don't think it's at that stage with Josh Jacobs and the Raiders.
0: I tweeted, I said that the Raiders have to be careful how to handle the situation with Josh Jacobs because it could get ugly if Josh Jacobs shares more of the details of the contract negotiations. So we all know how it works with teams and player agents, right? They'll get on Mm -hmm. social media and they'll tell their side of the story about negotiations to make the other side look bad. So if Josh Jacobs agent or his camp decide to go on social media or any platform and say, look, this is what we wanted. And the Raiders weren't even willing to give us that. If they make it seem like the Raiders weren't even willing to give them peanuts, then it could rub other players the wrong way. And they say, well, if that's how you treat one of your best players, how are you going to treat us when it's time to negotiate? I think that's the only way it could really get ugly. Now, if it comes to a point where Josh Jacobs requests a trade, I don't think it gets ugly because that's on Josh Jacobs. If he, were, mm-hmm. if he wants out of Las Vegas and they grant him that, you can't get mad because you can say, well, Josh Jacobs is doing what's best for himself. And I don't think that causes waves in the locker room. The only way it causes waves is if, is if this gets ugly publicly, where both sides go back and forth and say, well, we offered this and you wouldn't take it. And the other side says, well, we wanted that and you wouldn't give us that. That's when it gets a little dicey because, again, he was a leader in that locker room is well-respected in that locker room. But to your point, players do a good job, for the most part, of of Carpet, car, 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 whatever the word is.
1: <laughs> we all get there, man. I started Compartmentalizing
0: start everything. So I did, but I did send out a, a, a tweet that said, when the Raiders traded Khalil Mack, it affected the locker room because mm-hmm. that kind of came out of nowhere. That was a surprise. Yes. So you can understand why it caused waves in the locker room. After the Raiders lost that game to the Washington, well, the Washington football team, uh, because there was some anthem differences there with some players (laughs) kneeled, the offensive line, Derek Carr didn't kneel, Jack Darrell didn't kneel, kind of didn't support the players. There were waves in the locker room simply because they weren't organized. But when you can see things happening, when things are unfolding in front of your eyes and they're not a surprise, it's easier to handle it going into the season and as we as we've said on the show we kind of saw this happening with josh Jacobs, where he was going to get a new deal i'm sure a lot of players felt and he's probably not going to get a new deal based on how running backs are getting paid so none of this is is smacking anyone by surprise which means they should be able to handle a lot better but again if it gets ugly in the public and they start going to social media to go back and forth that's when you can have a problem
1: And I highly doubt that'll happen for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't think it benefits Josh Jacobs because again, you, the time to reach a contract, a new contract has come and gone. Right. And so you, you can't change it for now. So what you're basically doing is you're negotiating for next season. If you want to stay a Raider, because they could talk over the course of the season about giving him a new deal. If he doesn't want to become free agent, which I think he will be. But the other thing there too, is you, you look at that situation and you say to yourself, okay, um what what else would ben who would benefit from that in actuality it hurts it would hurt Josh Jacobs in many ways as much as it would hurt the raiders and the raiders too it's not like to to going back to our earlier point in the first segment if the raiders were on the cusp of becoming a great playoff run team and they were doing this to Josh Jacobs then i think it becomes more disruptive in the locker room because then the players say to themselves wait a minute we're we're right there Dave Ziegler we're on the cusp of becoming an AFC team like the Bills or the Bengals um or the Chiefs and you're not going to pay this guy versus now they all understand where they're at which is uh we got a couple years here we got to build they know where they're at the players know more than we do than anybody knows where that team is at so i think that's a it's a nuance but i do think that that will play into it because There's no sense for them. There's no reason for them to get angry. And let me also offer this when the rubber hits the road, Mo, people think about their own economic self interest. So players will support each other publicly. They will say things like, hey, yeah, he deserves to get paid. But at the end of the day, do they want to ruin their relationship with their coach or with their GM over somebody else's squabble? The answer is no.
0: Compartmentalize. (laughs) Compartmentalize, (laughs) compartmentalize. I can't say the word. No, but uh, no, but you're you're absolutely right. I, you know what? I get players, other running backs coming out and saying, you know, I support Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley. They should be paid. I, I get the solidarity there. But as you said, behind closed doors, I wonder how many of those players would be willing to, you know, give up a portion of their salary or go through things where some inconveniences for those players who are trying to get new deals. Now, we'll see what happens with Jacobs and Barkley. I think, actually, they're both going to eventually report because my my concept is the same for both of them. They're not going to benefit sitting out a year in their prime. No. Now, they could sit out training camp and miss training camp and, and preserve themselves, as you said, but missing a year in your prime as a running back is, is missing out on a year of pay. And, and as, as I said, as you're close, inch closer to 30 years old, teams start to look at you sideways. Whether you have little tread on your tires or a lot of tread on your tires, teams are less willing to pay you as you get into your late 20s. So yeah. ultimately, I think those players will report. So we won't have I don't think we'll have as messy as a situation as people think. People a lot of Raiders fans said it's already messy and I will say i will say this it, it, it gets messy if the Raiders running backs don't look good in preseason or training camp and they have no idea if Josh Jacobs is going to report and the market has dried up where you got a bunch of undrafted guys or guys who haven't done much in the past recent in, in recent seasons, then it gets messy because I made this point on Twitter with Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback, an injury prone quarterback <laughs> who's a low value passer, you need to have a strong run game. More so than when you had with Derek Carr through this stat out Derek Carr has thrown at least 502 passes in all nine of his seasons. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't thrown more than 476 passes in a season. <laughs> partially because he's been hurt but he's not a high volume passer he's not a no. guy who's going to sling the ball all over the field so you you're running back your running game becomes more important and i think the raiders are banking on look the, josh Jacobs isn't going to sit out he, he you know look at Le'Veon bell he's out here saying it was a mistake if josh Jacobs sits out he'll be making a mistake and i think the raiders are banking on yeah he'll sit out training camp and we're, we're okay with that because then we can take a look at zamir white and some of the other running backs but he'll be back before week one Go to your happy price, price Priceline.
1: All right, you gave me the perfect cue to transition, and that is about Jimmy G. Uh, Uh You posted a stat; I think it was from ESPN or somebody like that about Jimmy G being ten and two in games where he didn't throw a touchdown pass, right? Uh, Which is really interesting, and it's not exciting. Clearly, so my question (laughs) for you is: a healthy Jimmy G, Jimmy Glass, a healthy Jimmy G. Not exciting, and we've been talking about this for a couple weeks too, but can he win? And the answer is yes, because as much as I would love to see a quarterback who could throw the ball over the field and hit Devontae Adams for 40, 50-yard passes on a regular basis, very exciting, Jimmy G's not going to be that guy. But can they win with him if he stays healthy with the system? That's the question, Mo. And again, I know everything hinges on health, but assume he's healthy – could we see this offense actually be better than it was with a guy who could sling the ball more downfield like Carr?
0: Now, Pay attention to what you said right there, Scott. And you said it, you said it correctly. You said, can the Raiders win with Jimmy G
1: correct? The
0: the answer is yes. And you just said, it. my colleague, Brent Sobleski. We call him Sobo said it perfectly in the midst of my Jimmy G, you know, argument that they need a running back is, You win with Jimmy G. You don't win because of Jimmy G. Right. In other words, Jimmy G is not carrying you to victories with his arm, throwing for 300 yards in a game, throwing for 250 yards in a game. Jimmy G is going to manage the offense. He's going to make the right decisions. He's going to limit his turnovers, and he's going to keep the offense steady. Can you win that way? Of course you can, but I think it's a lot easier to win that way When you have your running back who just won the rushing title. And that's why that's, that's my point about why I think the Raiders need Josh Jacobs. Did they make the right physical decision with him? Yes, but they absolutely need him because one Jimmy G gets hurt. So if you bake that into the equation that he's going to probably miss five or six games, your running game becomes more important when he's not on the field, when he's not available, when he is on the field and he's managing the football game, you still need your run game to, to be effective to move the football because, again, he's not going to throw for 250, 300 yards. You're not going to see a lot of 250, 300-yard passing games with Jimmy G, maybe one or two this season, even with the Devontae Adams. That's just not how Jimmy G operates in the pocket. So to answer your question in short, yes, they can with whip, with whip, whip, win with Jimmy G, but, but that defense is going to have to step up because mm-hmm. if the defense gives up 30 to 31 points, Jimmy G's going to have to lead an offense that scores 33 to 34 points. And he hasn't done that a lot in San Francisco. He hasn't had to because San Francisco has had a top tier defense and they've had an effective run game without Josh yeah. Jacobs. Your run game is less effective. As you all know, the Raiders have struggled to put together a solid defense. So those are the big question marks. If Jimmy G is going to be your quarterback, he has to have a much stronger supporting cast.
1: And as much as it may sound a little counterintuitive, I think that Josh Jacobs and his agent, who advises him? see that this offense with Jimmy G and with Josh Jacobs could could be very, very lucrative for him and to keep his value high. Now, you might say, well, last year he had Derek Carr and he ran for all those yards. But the balance that they can have with this offense with this quarterback because he is not a gunslinger, might benefit Josh Jacobs. So your value next year and the market could tweak up a little bit. You never know what happens. I don't see it happening significantly. But for Josh Jacobs to put himself in the best situation, I think having a healthy Jimmy G, having that offense with the doubles tight end sets with Devontae Adams, with Hunter Renfro, with Jacoby Myers there, whoever wins out and what we see there um, might be. But at the same time, I'll say this that we're all waiting to see if Jimmy G gets to camp and how much he plays. Remember NFL quarterbacks don't really play during the preseason, much like Josh Jacobs is being smart to stay away. Jimmy G knows this offense He's not going to go out there for a lot either. So I think you shouldn't read too much into it if he doesn't go out and uh, participate uh, all that much with the Raiders, especially early on. Now, later in camp, yes, I think you need to watch that. And, of course, we're going to cover that all here. Uh, so it'll be interesting to happen to see what happens there. But overall, I think that, that, that this storyline with Josh Jacobs, even though the financial side of it makes sense for the Raiders and you understand Josh Jacobs' position, um, the, it will linger over camp because the questions will continue until he shows up and plays in his first game, which would be the week prep before week number one, at the very least, it's going to be out there, Mo. And that could be a distraction. Uh, The Raiders knock on wood for them have been very quiet this year. There hasn't been any off the field drama other than contract stuff. So it seems like they're heading into camp coming up this week. Uh, on the best keel they've been in in a while, sans this Jacob situation.
0: Here's one thing I want to watch that we haven't mentioned yet. I want to I want to hear how Josh McDaniels handles this at the podium. What is he gonna say mm. about the contract negotiations? Because he's let's be honest, he's in on this. Like him, he and Daisy Lear talk. They know he knows what's going on. So I wonder how he's gonna handle what he's gonna say at the podium because it matters. As much sure as people say words, words don't matter much, it does because. The players are listening to are going to be listening to what Josh McDaniels has to say about the contract negotiations with Josh McDaniels, to my earlier point about it could make waves in the locker room. If Josh McDaniels says something that rubs the players in the wrong way this offseason, it could have an effect. Maybe not a huge ripple effect, but players may may start to look at him sideways and say, I, I don't like the way he handled that contract situation. Because let's be honest, the players are eventually going to be up for a contract if they perform well, and they're going to want to get paid and be handled properly in negotiations so joshua tingles has to be mindful of what he does say at the podium may not have a direct effect to the field but it has an effect in the locker room about you know, how he handled or how dave ziegler in the front office is front office his regime handled the situation
1: yep absolutely it's going to be fascinating but it's so good mo we're inching closer to to real stuff i don't have to see you know, best Raider players to ever wear a jockstrap lists. I don't have to see, you know, best pizza available at NFL games. Like all those headlines that you've been seeing the last couple of weeks. I'm glad they'll be gone. We can actually talk about some real stuff. And starting on Thursday, as we close out this edition of Silver and Black today, Thursday, Mo, we're going to talk about some of those camp question marks, right? Heading into camp. What are our big question marks? I'm sure you got a piece or four coming up about that subject um as well and and i'll be writing soon too i'll tell you a little bit more about that but um we'll get into that on thursday we'll get into some of the big question marks from camp we kind of talked about them all off season but let's identify them specifically and of course we'll watch this news with josh jacobs if anything new emerges between now and thursday uh we'll be on top of it but uh we'll also uh do the raider nation mailbag which we love to do every week as well mo what do you got coming up this week uh, Bleacher Report and, of course, at not, which is the focus on the Raiders.
0: So over on Bleacher Report is to be determined. Over on Sports Now, I'm going to take a look at the running backs that are going to have opportunities. Who could rise up and seize the moment? Because a lot of people have asked me if Josh Jacobs isn't back or you know if he misses part of the season, who could really step up and fill that void? The obvious answer would be Zamir White, but the Raiders have other running backs who they picked up last year, drafted and undrafted, Britton Brown, Sincere McCormick, uh, Austin Walter; those guys could, you know, have have some say on how much carries certain guys get because, as we said, Josh McDaniels likes to divvy up the carry. So I'll I'll just go into the story of who those guys are because they're lesser known than Zamir White. The other thing I want to say is really quick. This is not in a- in a piece, but I think it's very important to say this right. And I told a Raider fan this on Twitter, and a, a lot of people are not going to want to hear this. <laughs> well, the question, with- but with the questions that come up. Is Josh Jacobs going to report, you know, what's the condition of Jimmy G's foot? What's the condition of Tyree Wilson's foot? Raider fans, you're going to have to invest in a lot of hope this offseason because there are some Mm. big question marks between your first round pick, your quarterback, and a running back who just won the rushing title. All, again, significant pieces on the football team, even though the Raiders decided not to pay Josh Jacobs and give him that security. These are all major question marks, and you're hoping that everything falls right for your season to be at least respectable because if two of those things go sideways, if two of those things go sideways, you're going to get a lot of people complaining before, before October hits. So we'll see.
1: Yes, there's, there's an old leadership um, phrase uh, and, and statement, which is hope is not a strategy. And Moe is not <laughs> and Mo is not telling you hope is a strategy for the Raiders. Moe is tel- telling you that hope is a coping mechanism. Mm. And I agree with him. I think that for Raider fans, you can always have high aspirations and hopes. But at the end of the day, if you want to be honest with yourself, mm-hmm. I would be ready for a roller coaster this year, meaning things could look really good for a while, and then they could come back down and look really bad.
0: I, I would say temper your expectations. A lot of Raider yeah, yeah. fans have have already said this to me, that they're either not enthusiastic about this team going to camp, or they've already tempered their expectations. I will say, because there will be people in the chat, and I know they're in there right now. Respect to you for tuning <laughs> into our show. There'll be people saying, no, you guys are wrong. They're going 11 and 6. They're going 12 okay. and 5. They're a yeah. playoff team. You guys got it all wrong. You just got to give Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels a chance, and I will say, yes, give them a chance. Give them year two to build. But the way things are shaping up right now, with questions around your quarterback. Questions around your first overall, your first round pick, your top pick in this past draft. Questions around Josh Jacobs. Is he going to show up? Well, I think Josh Jacobs is going to show up. It's not a guarantee that he will. And if he doesn't, that running game isn't going to be as good as it was last year. That's so just right. keep that in mind.
1: And 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 I wanna make, I wanna stress this point, Mo, because it's important, which is We are not purveyors of pessimism here on this show.
0: No, realism.
1: We're realists, okay? And so we're never going to BS you. We're never going to just spoon feed you, oh, 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 it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And no, we're not going to do that. So I think, remember, too, for us, honestly, as objective as we are, the better the Raiders do, the better for this show. The better for us, because we get to talk about positive things that are great, you're excited, you're, you're feeling better, everybody's feeling better. Advertisers are feeling better, to be frank. When the Raiders are doing well, we haven't had a season where we've really had that, um, advertisers are more excited. And actually, for us, that's, that's great. And for Odyssey, it's great too. So again, we never root against the Raiders. We want them to do well. But at the same time, we're not going to blow smoke up your backside and tell you it's going to be what it isn't.
0: I'll say this. We're not going to sit up here and tell you that the tooth fairy is real. And that Santa Claus is real. Shh, we're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The kids are listening. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, hey, kids, if you're listening, Santa Claus definitely delivers once a year. You, if you lost your tooth, Tooth Fairy will stop by <laughs> and give you 20 for that tooth. But for the fans <laughs> listening out there, if you're an um, adult, if you're older than the age of 10, just understand yes. that the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus... Isn't, they aren't here to save the Raiders. Maybe no. they're, they'll reward your kids. Kids, yes. if you listen to the car, they will reward you. But Raider fans, yes. they're not here to save your football team.
1: Right. And if you're over 13, you do not put ketchup on your hot dog. I just make <laughs> So anyway, but yes, I, well said, Mo it's, it's true. And we'll continue that as we get into camp, we talk about the real question marks on this team um they shouldn't be a surprise to anybody if you've listened to the show if you watch and pay attention to other raider content creators and the reporters who cover the team you know this to be true and and so we're going to do that we're not going to get overexcited about guys that you know are walk-on i should say walk-on i'm thinking college that are undrafted free agents now because a lot of every year there's like one or two people get all excited about and suddenly it becomes they're going to be a freaking all pro and of course they get cut two weeks later but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about all that coming up we're going to start delving into camp and what we're going to expect as well as read your mail. Reminder, mail at silverandblacktoday.com, mail at silverandblacktoday.com. You can also tweet at us. We will include those. We save those questions. So if you want to ask us on Twitter for the show, we'll address it there. Or in YouTube, leave it in the comments and we will get to your question. Mo, have a great week, man. I will talk to you again on Thursday.
0: Sounds good. See you Thursday.
1: All right, for our producer, Mike Rabier, a part of our Odyssey team, we appreciate all that he does. Uh, and for Momotin, I am Scott Branson. This has been Silver and Black today. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your audio. Turn on the auto download. We certainly appreciate your support. All I got to say is Raider Nation, hang on for the roller coaster ride. That'll be 2023. And we'll be here with you every step of the way to help you in your joy and to help you in your pain That's what we're here for. Take care, everybody, and have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you on Thursday.